Welcome to my Holistic Health Podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a beautiful weekend. It's the weekend again, and I'm in catch-up mode, or it's perfectly timed. This week, I've been focusing on finishing my next level of health coaching, It was all about coaching, not about nutrition, and me being me, as soon as I learn something, I start applying it. So my clients have shifted yet again, which is awesome. My next step, and I'm declaring it here because I'm scared, is to sit the National Board Health and Wellness Coach exam in October. It's a four and a half hour exam, and I want to vomit at the idea of sitting for that long. We do get a break in the middle, but... Still four and a half hours. <clears throat> you know, I'll need to tap into my coach, uh, my coach to help me work through the thought and that thought that it's a long time and start creating my new thought, a better feeling thought that will help me move through the boards with excitement and the belief that I'm smart enough because I am. I just don't fully believe it yet. But what does all this have to do with time? That's a great question. The answer is everything. And today, I want to open your eyes to the concept that I'm playing around with, and that is the time is already spent. Yes, the time is already spent or utilised or allocated. You decide. We often roll out, I don't have enough time or I'm too busy, but the time is already spent. So how do you actually want to spend it? You can't stop time from moving forward but you can be conscious about how you create within that time. And let's be realistic. We're not always that busy. We have time to scroll through social media. We have time to sleep in and we have time to chat with our girlfriend or work colleague. Now, I'm not saying you can't have downtime. You know, I believe this is crucial for our health and well-being. And you can head back to episode 68, Nothing Time, for what I do in this space. And let's find some honest honesty in our words and thoughts. It's funny that I should be sharing this post this week because on Friday, Chris and I were picking up my parents. They'd been in Bundaberg with friends for five nights and were coming back to us. We had to drive to Howard, which is only 12 kilometres away, so about eight minutes. I was on a call that was, finished, was meant to finish at 11am and we would leave at about 11.20. My call started late and ran over time. It's important to note that one point that at one point Chris wasn't planning to come home and to pick me up, so I wasn't meant to be going to pick up mum and dad. Chris had already taken Teddy to school. He was picking up a few things in town and then he was heading over to his brother's place, which is close to Howard, so it made sense that he'd pick up mum and dad and then come home. Anyway, Chris turned up at home. He checked in as to how long I had to go. I said 15 minutes, which would make it 11.15 a.m., Chris came in at 11.15 and the call was still going and he said, I have to go. And I was like, fine, you go. To which Chris said, but aren't you coming? And I said, not yet, I'm still on my call, which was in wrap-up phase. I sat on the call for another two minutes with a stressed husband getting wound up and I ended up jumping off, grabbing my things and heading out the door. Interestingly, we arrived in Howard at 11.32pm and my dad was already on the phone checking where we were. This is how we live our lives. Not me, clearly. 
I'm a bit more loose with my time with things that I say doesn't, don't really matter, but that can drive others batty. I wonder if you can tell who. This podcast isn't about my personal life and I'm not here for you to coach me. What I want to show you is how we live our lives and in some circumstances that serves us and in others it doesn't. For some of you listening to this, being late to anything is enough for your anxiety to peak, your stress levels to rise and your unworthiness to be through the roof. It's enough for you to say, but if I'm not on time, that means people will think I don't care. I'm not a good person. I'm selfish and I don't value others. I don't believe any of that's true, but generally speaking, I'm either right on time or I'm a bit late. I'm practicing turning up early, but if someone pushes me to be on time in their own way, I generally revolt. Although if I'm ready to go, it can also work really well. So do you live your life always being on time or early? And what are the stories you tell yourself about that? Are you a good or a bad person for being late? Hmm. But what about creating time? How do you do that? Creating time or Kiro's time is different to we have to leave at 11.20 a.m. or a netball game has four by 15-minute quarters, two by three-minute breaks, and a one by five-minute break. It starts at 2 2 p.m. or 3.30 p.m. Kiro's time is the time when you're in flow, when you lose track of time because you're in your soul space, you're deep into something that resonates with you, that you truly love and that brings you joy. It's that time when you look at the clock and you think it's been an hour, but it's actually only been 25 minutes, or it's been an hour and it's actually been two hours. This is where your soul plays. This is where you're connected to your higher self and you're the one. You're one. You By the way, you're always one with your higher self. You just think that you aren't, but you always are. A few years back, Chris asked me if I had time to go out and pick up tiles for our bathroom, pick out tiles for our bathroom. It was Friday, which was my sole work day, and I had one hour before I had to get on a call. So I said, sure. In that one hour, we had to drive out and back to Queanbeyan, which was a 20-minute drive away, pick up and pick and order tiles and grab some lunch. In essence... We were spending 40 minutes in the car and then we had 20 minutes to get out of the car, walk into the tile shop, find a tile that resonated, speak to the sales assistant, order the tiles, leave and pick up lunch. Doable, right? Not if you did it from a maths perspective, but if you do it from a heart perspective, it's totally doable. And I believe believe that we could do it, not by pushing, but by being in grace. Chris and I chatted the whole way to Queenbean and back. Plus, I jumped online and ordered our Buddha bowls from our local cafe, ready to pick up on our way back. We got to the tile shop and looked through the first showroom. There was nothing really there. I didn't know about the bigger showroom, and that was a pleasant surprise. We found a tile that suited, and then we found a better tile that suited, tucked away in a display cabinet. That's the one. We found a sales assistant. They determined that they had stock and could deliver them the following week. Done. We paid our deposit and left. We headed to our local cafe, grabbed our lunch, headed home, and I got on my call. All in that one hour. That's flow time. Another time, Chris had left for work, but before he left, he said to me, I'm late, the traffic will be a nightmare. Around 8.30am on the Monero Highway in Canberra, there's a bottleneck at Isabella Drive, at the Isabella Drive turnoff. 
I simply said, maybe, you never know. Chris replied saying, I'll be late to my meeting now and headed out the door. 10 minutes later, I get a call from Chris saying, what did you do? And I said, what? And he said, what did you do? And I'm, mm, what do you mean? He said, how did you make the traffic flow like that? It was almost like he believed I was a witch and could fix the traffic jam problems and possibly a lot more. <laughs> what do you mean, I asked. When I got to the Monero, the traffic just flowed. There was no traffic jam, no waiting to merge, no waiting at the traffic lights. I could just drive and I didn't have to slow down. I responded by saying, well, how cool is that? Isn't it fun what our thoughts can create? Hmm, he said. I swear you did it. I hung, I said, have a great day. And I hung up. Our thoughts literally create our reality and everything that's happening to us is for a reason. Some days we don't get that traffic light or get the washing done, bathroom cleaned and dishwasher emptied all in the time you have. And that's okay. But some days we do. And that's magical. That's when we're in our flow, when we're in alignment, when we're happy, when we feel excited, when we're curious about what we can really create. It's when we're not beating up on ourselves. It's when we're fully connected to our higher self. It's when we're laughing, even though we're doing the work. It's when we have time to chat to a colleague walking past, even though you have a minute to do within the next hour. A minute is a document, by the way. Now, this might all sound good, right? And you're probably thinking, I want to do this, Susan. How can I do this? Well, let's explore that. Being connected to our higher self comes from a place of feeling good. So one of the first steps is to start playing around with feeling good on purpose. This isn't thinking everything's roses. It's just choosing to feel good in spite of everything you have to do. I can tell you, if you have a million things to do, you can either push, get cranky, and get as much done as you possibly can, or you can smile, laugh at your list, prioritize it, start working on the one thing, and see if you can mix in the next thing, and then maybe you'll have a moment where the first thing, say, for example, is in the oven, and you can now move on to the third thing. You've got music going, you're dancing, and as you're doing it, your son asks for his water bottle. You boogie over to the fridge, pull it out, slide it down to him, and get on to task number four. I mean, I don't know about you, but this is a way more fun place to be for me, and I get way more done because I'm in that space. This plays out for me on Mondays. I pick up Teddy from school at 3pm. I'm in the car park at about 2.45pm listening to a podcast or checking email or writing a podcast or post or scrolling social media. Sometimes I even pop into the shops beforehand so the boot is full of groceries. Once I have Teddy, then we head to acrobatics, have afternoon tea and Teddy goes into class, at, uh, into his acrobatics class at about 3.45pm for an hour. Up until recently, I've been able to sit on the grass with a lovely mum who has been on maternity leave. It's been awesome. Her little bub is gorgeous and we chat about life. She knows lots of places to go in Harvey Bay, so I get a, a list of great cafes and restaurants to try. So I'm very grateful. The kids come out of class, have a bit more of a play, and then we drive home, which takes about 20 minutes. 
Chris and I unpack the car and Teddy. Teddy uh, Chris serves up Teddy dinner and I get ready for netball training. I get back into the car and drive 25 minutes to netball training. I train for an hour, an hour and a half. No, I'm not super fit. I just do what matters um, and have some fun along the way. Then I get back in the car and drive home, arriving home anywhere between 8 and 8.15pm. I have dinner and most nights I relax on the lounge before going to bed. Sometimes there's a shower, but just depends on how hard I've worked. While I'm driving, I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks and I'm relaxed all the way. This is choosing to be happy no matter what's happening. It's an art and one that I don't always achieve, but it is possible. My mum would say to me, oh, that's a bit much. And I always respond with, I don't mind. And I truly don't. These are the things I get to do. I don't have to do any of them, but it brings Teddy joy and it brings me joy. Plus, Chris gets quiet time while we're out and he gets one-on-one time with Teddy when we get back. So how else can you play with this? Now that you've practiced feeling good, practice playing with time. And here are a few things you can do. Choose to feel good whilst doing all the things that need to get done. Say, I get to wash the clothes. I get to cook dinner. I get to go to netball training and see what space you create, what time you create. Number two, focus on where you want to be. For example, say you're walking to your car and you're approaching a red pedestrian light when you want it to be green. You can say to yourself, go green, go green, go green. Or you can focus on where you want to be, which is on the other side of that road, continuing to walk to your car. I found that when I, or I find, and I have found that when I focus on where I want to be, the light changes. But play around with both options and see what works for you. The third thing you can do is commit to doing something that brings you joy. Be that running again, studying again, or catching up with girlfriends. Tell your partner that this is a priority for you, book it in, sign up, add it to your calendar and honour yourself by showing up for it. And watch what you create, what you let go of and the time that's created for you. It's possible the defining factor on its success is you. You can sit there and wonder if it's possible or you can commit to doing it and it becomes your reality. So what are you going to do first? How are you going to create time? And are you ready to have some fun along the way? Having fun means that you create more time and it's something that we all want, right? Thank you for joining me today and please hop over to either my Instagram or Facebook page and share your key takeaways from this episode. And next week, we're going to talk about complex carbohydrates, what they are, why you need them and how you can bring more of them into your life. My brain loves complex carbs, so I don't do life without them. But some people don't eat carbs. It's all about bioindividuality, and you'll only know when you try it out. See you in the next episode.